Hello, welcome to today's episode of the Lean Muscle Warriors podcast. I'm Francesco Pavone, your host, and today me and you are going to talk about 15 ways to progress in your body weight training. I know many of you are struggling with it uh, just because uh, it's uh, lockdown and we don't have uh, access uh, to a gym. Well, gyms in UK are opening again next week. In Italy, they still don't know. All across Europe, depending by the country, some gyms are open, some gyms are closed. And uh, I've been enjoying bodyweight training a lot. Uh, specifically, I am working on uh, uh, getting my first free handstand. The goal is to get to at least 10 second handstand in the next two months. Handstand has always been a big demon for me. At school, people used to tease me because I had big legs and a weak upper body. So I really struggled to get into as well a three pod handstand, you know, the one where you have your hands flat on the floor and your head as well on the floor. And um, uh, that's a big milestone for me. And this morning I had my handstand practice, which was as well uh, upper body workout. And I was able to do some handstand push-up. And at the bottom of a, a push-up, I had the feeling I was holding myself up. So I, I'm pretty happy about how things are going. And I wanted to share with you 15 ways that uh, we all keep in mind uh, in uh, Team Pavone um, when uh, training. So, and that goes beyond the simply doing more reps or more sets, uh, which is very boring and doesn't make you feel like you are actually going anywhere. So if uh, this is you, you're going to enjoy a lot uh, this uh, podcast. Make sure that you listen to the full episode because uh, there are very important points uh, towards the end. But uh, that's, uh, let's, let's dive into it. So the last week I had one of those uh, breakthroughs. Well, it's always nice to have one. Uh, specifically, it's nice for me to have one when it comes to body weight strength training. And uh, so that you know, I've always uh, been fascinated about getting stronger. When I say this, many people will say, oh, Francesco, I don't want to become huge. Well, if uh, you just want to train for fitness purposes and you just want to feel good, okay, you want to feel like your body feels nice, uh, functional, uh, healthy, you have a good posture, and you generally have as well a little bit of muscle so that you look as well toned and athletic, well, then this podcast is exactly for you. Um, and same is for you if uh, your goal is uh, to get uh, super strong and to really build uh, a decent level of strength, whether you're using body weight training or weights. And uh, perhaps you have as well a specific uh, goal in mind, such as lifting a certain amount of weight uh, uh, in the gym or being able to hold a particular body weight position. It does not matter. And I've always neglected uh, a little bit, and I realized that uh, in the last few weeks, uh, the body weight uh, strength aspect of my training. and. I got a little bit uh, caught up uh, in the, well, in the bodybuilding community. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that I've always been uh, a like professional competitive uh, bodybuilder. I say I always liked uh, the bodybuilding style of training, um, as well as uh, some powerlifting style of training. Uh, but generally, I always enjoy, for example, a free movement-based uh, uh, warm-up uh, and as well uh, some time, uh, some yoga routine or some simple body weight uh, training session. Um, it was back uh, in 2018 where I did, when I did the advanced body weight uh, 
uh, training course uh, provided by the personal trainer collective uh, taught by Nick Tuminello. And uh, then I realized that uh, tension is tension. And when we look at the dumbbell, when we look at, at a barbell or a kettlebell, or when we apply tension on our muscle from just leaning against the floor, holding each other, like holding a plank position, for example, well, that's the same kind of tension. A dumbbell or barbell it is nothing else than enhanced gravity. So I thought about my training and about the equipment that I'm gonna have available for the next few months. The reality is that the gyms here in Vienna are not going to open and we, we will not know when they will open again. So I am currently working out with rings. There is also a calisthenic park next to my uh, house. Well, it's not a proper calisthenic park. It's just a, a stall bar and two dips bar. So I can basically do pull-ups, rows and dips. But I had this thought in mind, like who is uh, stronger between someone who can do a 500 kilo deadlift and someone who can do a one-arm pull-up. Because certainly, when we take those two very strong athletes and we compare them, well, one of the two will be very good in doing a deadlift, and the other one will be very good in doing a single-arm pull-up. But if we ask the gymnast to lift even half of the 500 kilos deadlift, he will probably struggle, unless he trains specifically for deadlift as well, which he might be but not necessarily. And I think he will certainly not lift 500 kilos. Um, on the other side, the one, uh, the athlete who will lift 500 kilos will struggle possibly to do even 10 pull-ups, which will be a joke for the guy who can do a single arm pull-up. So um, from this example, we certainly can agree that they are both very strong, uh, but the strongest one is unknown because uh, the strength is specific to the test that is used to measure strength. So um, regardless of your goal, regardless of your specific goal, you will have a training routine and you will have to progress on that. Uh, now, even this is also valid for people who have general fitness goals, such as feeling well and not having pain. And the reason why is that is because progressive overload is one of the um, training principle that dictates uh, how we should train. Now, if you train, uh, for example, in the same exact way with the same exact sets and reps and rest and tempo, uh, tempo being uh, the time of each uh, repetition. So when you lift uh, a weight off the floor, um, if you lift it in two seconds, like it, tempo is usually indicated in four numbers. And the first number is the lowering phase or the stretch phase. The second number is the pose in a stretch position. Um, so taking the example of a bicep curl, the first number would be as like when you lower the weight down. The second number is when you have uh, the pose with the arms extended. Third number is the contraction. So if it's usually indicated with X, that means that you should um, contract the muscle in a nice and explosive manner, but controlled manner. And then the last number is the time in the contracted position, so the shortened position. And um, um, so you would have all these uh, things, but if you, if you train in the same exact way, your performance will actually decrease because uh, our body is very good in adapting. So our body will just get better at that workout and it will make it 
easier for you to complete the workout. We are very good in adaptation. We actually are the best in adaptation. And um, regardless, as I was saying, of your goal, you want to make sure that you progress. Now, when you are using um, weights at the gym, it's very easy to be on top of your performances because the gyms, the gym allow you to, and like the, the big uh, equipment available, allow you to micro progress. And uh, what do I mean by micro progress is if you are doing uh, a dumbbell press, for example, and you know that you're using 10 kilos uh, for each side and the following, and you're doing 10 to 12 repetition, or let's, let's for simplicity, let's say 10 repetition. But if you move from doing 10 kilos to 12 kilos, uh, and then the following week for to 14 kilos, uh, then you're pretty sure that you are uh, getting stronger. Now that's, that's pretty straightforward. Now, when we are training with body weight, many people will say, oh, I, I don't have access to a gym, so I cannot work. Well, there is a huge, huge, uh, huge number of things you can do with uh, your body weight only. And I'm, I'm not saying that you have access to any gymnastic ring or a pull apart. You can do a lot as well on the floor, specifically, especially if you're not training right now. Um, but even if you are, have been training for a while, there are specific uh, skills, uh, gymnastic skill uh, that you can learn to get stronger. I'm not talking about any crazy calisthenic uh, figure. I, as I said, I come from a swimming background and then a bodybuilding background. So I like to train. I like to move my body freely. Um, but I certainly am not uh, a gymnast. I'm not a calisthenic uh, guru. And... Uh, I know how to use bodyweight training to increase your strength. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Um, because what I thought is there are so many things uh, that I think about uh, in terms of progression that you'll find very helpful. So I found uh, that there are 15 main ways to progress with bodyweight uh, strength training and to get stronger uh, with bodyweight. Now, the, the most important thing to consider is that progressive overload when when i say and i remark the importance of progressive overload many people they just focus on getting more reps or more weight uh, now uh, that is not the goal actually the reason why you are able to do more reps or more weight is because of progressive overload so um, progressive overload is basically like increasing what you do in your training so um, it's increasing the amount of tension that we apply to the body um, throughout the period of time. So if uh, you take uh, uh, three sets of 10 on a simple press exercise, whatever the exercise would be, um, and you move uh, from three sets of 10 uh, with uh, 50 kilos uh, to three sets of 10 with 55 kilos, uh, then progressive overload is happening because uh, you are actually able to lift more total weight in the session. But progressive overload is also happening if you do three sets of 10 with 50 kilos on one day and then three sets of eight uh, with 60 kilos on the other day. Because uh, um, you, what's increasing is the amount of tension that uh, is being used for the period of time. Now, if you, there are many ways to progress. Uh, this is not uh, the only one, and the progressive overload should not be the end goal. What uh, should be the end goal is that we 
increase the quality of your life and that you actually become stronger and more functional and more flexible. So there might be time where actually you want to decrease your load in order to allow your body to recover, such as during a rest week or a deload, what is called a deload week. But let's talk about uh, like one of the most common way to progress. And that's what we just mentioned is called linear progression. Now you have to know to be sure that there are two big groups of progression. One is called intra-exercise progression and is every progression that happened within the exercise. So um, if you're doing, and, and the, the, the most common, uh, um, the most common scenario when these happen is when people say, oh, I've been doing, you know, I, sta I started doing pull-ups and I, at the beginning I could only do three pull-ups, but now I can do four or five pull-ups. Well, that's a linear progression because you are adding um, a, the, a number of repetition or uh, you are adding weight. And, and these are two ways of progress. So the first one would be the linear progression. So if you do three sets of five pull-ups with your body weight only, and then you have access to a weighted vest and the following workout, you can do three sets of five plus five additional kilos from the weighted vest. Well, then that's a, that's a progression. Um, same, and so week by week, you might be able to do plus 6.25 and then plus 7.5. And my, my, my suggestion here is that you increase the least amount possible. So... Uh, if you have access to those 1.25 kilos, that's that's even better. And, and that's where a lot of people fail because a lot of people, they want to increase five kilos uh, every session. Um, and, and so they have the wrong expectation because in this case, uh, the best uh, is to increase as little as possible because uh, the reality is that you might be able to progress very quickly at the beginning of your journey, but then this will slow down. So you better... Uh, uh, just to allow your body to adapt uh, nicely. There is no rush. That's one of my rules in fitness. Uh, there is no rush. So take your time, uh, allow your body to recover, uh, and uh, also don't shake yourself too much. Uh, um, it, the reality is, is if an exercise is challenging in the three sets uh, of five range, then it's going to be doable uh, the next session. Um, if you allow yourself enough recovery and uh, proper nutrition. So you you might just uh, be fine with adding 1.25 kilos and keep it challenging enough so that you can progress. The second way is uh, the linear repetition progress. Um, so you just might move from uh, three sets of five to three sets of six and three sets of seven. Um, that's uh, that's uh, adding reps to your uh, to all the three sets. Um, I'd, I'd say that's uh, a way of progress uh, that is very suitable for beginners or people who are just starting working out, because uh, you you are able to increase reps consistently throughout all the sets. And uh, third way, and and this po this podcast, by the way, is gonna be just about content. Okay, so we're just gonna go down to the. 15 points uh, so that you know how to progress and you avoid, uh, you know, just moving because people, they start training with body weight and they don't like their routine because either it's too difficult or too easy for their training level and uh, they don't see it any progress, any ways to progress. Um, many times this is because there is no end goal and the, the end goal or the end goal is wrong. Um, 
such as uh, reaching a particular body weight and expecting to get there simply by training. It's not going to happen. Uh, training has to be effective and has to produce a result. So uh, you surely want to have exercise that you like and that, you, that feels nice. Um, there are many exercises to choose from. You want to have a balance uh, between uh, upper body and lower body and pushing and pulling uh, um, movement. But uh, generally, you need to progress uh, and you need to move towards a direction. Um, that, that's uh, what we found uh, is uh, the best way to be consistent uh, with your training and to actually have results. So moving on. The third way it would be a repetition addition. And that's, uh, that's the one that I've been working on, the, on uh, in the last, uh, well, I would say in the last year, uh, because uh, the reality is that uh, you will not, not always able to add one repetition in every set you do. Um, if the exercise you do are challenging enough for you, at some point you will be able, taking the example uh, of before, you will not be able to do three sets of five, then three sets of six, then three sets of seven, up, and so on. Uh, at some point, you might reach a moment where, uh, let's say, you move from three sets of eight and you want to do three sets of nine, but maybe you do nine, and then on the second set, you do nine again, and then on the third set, you can only do seven reps. So in that case, it's fine. Just write down your numbers, and on the following workout, you might do three sets of nine, because then you have recovered, and now you are able to do it. So you might wait one round before you go to the three sets of 10 um, because you still haven't completed your upper end of the rep range for all the, all the three sets. So a repetition addition is the third way to progress. And it would look like you do three sets of five on one week. On the following week, you do three sets and you do six repetition on the first set and then five and five on the set number two and three. Following week, you might just do six, six, five, and so on until you can do six, 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 and then you move to three sets of seven. Uh, that as well work well for intermediate uh, um, athletes or trainee, trainee who've been training for a while and they tried uh, the, they stole with the repetition progress, the linear repetition progress. The fourth way to progress uh, is uh, to basically stretch the last set to failure. Now, there is a very interesting article about the topic from uh, uh, Alberto Nunez from the 3D Muscle Journey. It's a very, very, very shredded uh, natural uh, bodybuilder, big idol of mine. Um, and uh, he, he he's written this uh, interesting article about uh, why going to failure uh, it's not helping and you can uh, understand this concept is very easy um, but let's say that we have two siblings and they both uh, uh, do push-ups uh, let's say that push-ups is uh, challenging for them in the and they can only do 15 uh, repetition maximum now they go for three sets of three training sets uh, and the first athlete goes to 15 reps on the first set uh, but the second athlete uh, um, stop at uh, 13 repetition and then on the second set uh, the first athlete is already like super tired. He's got a massive chest pump and he barely can move his arm and he can only do eight repetition. The second athlete can do 12 repetition because he's still quite fresh. And then on the last set, the first athlete is super tired and can only do five repetition. And the second athlete can do uh, 11 repetition. If you count um, the 
first athlete does less overall work and he will be exponentially more tired after that workout so you will need more time to actually recover from that workout and so if you are not sure if to go to failure or not you can simply stay one to three reps shy of failure that's how is it called so when you leave um you finish the set with a feeling that you could have done between one and three more reps that's a sweet spot to progress but that being said there are a specific moment when uh, going to failure might have uh, actually a purpose and that that could be the last set of your training set because it's only one set and it doesn't compromise the rest of the set for that exercise um i i wouldn't use that all the time but it's certainly a way to progress and it's also like a, for many people it's fun it doesn't have to be with all the exercise it could be just in particular exercise or in particular moment of your year um, where you bring all the exercise to failure on the last set or in the last week of a mesocycle. That's something that we used many times. And uh, it's also like as well fun because on the last set, uh, you just grind, you close your eyes and you push through. And uh, this, uh, I want to add another thing on this, uh, that if uh, on the last set you can, you can do... Um, three more reps that on the previous set, uh, then uh, you know that the previous set were a little bit sub-optimal, but that's okay because then you can jump uh, and make it challenging the following week. I'm exp I explain myself a little bit better. If you do three sets of five on the first week, and the following week you bring the last set to failure, so you do five, five, and on the last set you can do eight repetitions, then you know that the next week you're not going to do 666 but you jump to 777 okay and the reality is that if you bring the last set to failure then doing 778 will be way more challenging but if you do then you are able to move to 888 and so on uh, the fifth way is uh, to just add uh, a set okay so if you do three sets of five one week second week you can do four sets of five before actually doing three sets of six um, and this is uh, if uh, you feel like the jump between three sets of five and three sets of six uh, might be too much and you are able to handle four sets of five. This works very well when you try a new exercise and you can only do two repetitions uh, um, with that exercise. Um, so you try a new exercise and you're like, oh my God, I can only do two reps. Well, instead of doing uh, uh, and you feel like going to three reps would be too much of a jump, then you can do four sets of two before actually doing three sets of three. Uh, that's a good way to increase your uh, uh, total work um, with the maintaining good quality of each set, which is very important, by the way. If, uh, like, we are talking and giving, by, uh, giving for granted that uh, all the set uh, across uh, uh, your workout uh, stay with good range of motion, good control, and good technique. You never want to compromise your technique or range of motion. Many people will try to shorten that uh, just to what I said earlier, um, that because they want to achieve that progressive overload. But the, the reality is that they are just not ready for it, and they have to uh, continue working uh, in the same range or with the same uh, sets of uh, uh, sets and reps, uh, but just controlling the exercise a little bit better. And that's, uh, uh, that's very important. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about that uh, in the inter-exercise progression. But the sixth way is uh, to add a rest pose. So a rest pose, uh, it's not like in bodybuilding, uh, in the bodybuilding community, a rest pose would be 
a set uh, where basically you go to failure on the first set. So you might do 20 repetitions on the first set, take uh, five breathing or like five to 10 second rest, go again to failure, and then take a double your first rest. So maybe take to 10, 10 to 20 second rest, or you can just do five to 10 breathing and uh, go to failure again. It's not fun, but it's uh, great for optimizing your time. Now with body weight, I wouldn't say like that's quite uh, as well demanding in terms of fatigue, so I wouldn't use it all the time, but a great way to use it is uh, Let's say, let's say that you want to do three sets of five, but you can only do five reps, five reps, and four reps on the last set. You can just do 30 second rest after the last set, and then perform an additional repetition on top of that. So you basically do five, five, four, plus one. Okay. Now, if you rest 30 seconds before doing that last additional rep, you can then the following week rest uh, 20 seconds and then the following week rest uh, only 10 seconds. And so after the third week, uh, you should be able to perform three sets of five. So that's a cool way to increase your volume. Um, and that's the, the progression way number six. Moving on, the progression number seven is to increase your density. So basically you decrease the amount of time needed to complete a certain amount of work. Um, you can just do that. And, and you, you can see already by how is important to keep track of all these variables when you train. It's important to have a training log where you write down all your workouts and you keep a record of everything you do because otherwise you never find out what works best for you. I encourage all my clients to keep a, a performance of their workout. They can do it through our coaching app, but you don't need an app. You can just keep a note on your phone or I encourage, like you can find on Amazon a gym training log for sure. Um, so three sets of going, and it's easy, simple to keep the same example, but if you do three sets of five with two minutes rest, and then you move into three sets of five with one and a half minute rest, and then one minute rest, um, then you are probably able to do three sets of six with the two minute rest of the same exercise. So definitely density is something to look at, especially when you are not confident with the movement and you just want to keep practicing with the same sets and rep scheme and same exercise. Another thing to look at is the tempo modification. Uh, now the tempo modification, of course, uh, we know that uh, at the eccentric phase, so when we lower ourselves down or when we stretch and elongate muscle under load, that muscle is generally stronger than when we contract the muscle. And that makes sense. So if you are able to do a good squat uh, with 100 kilo, um, you are probably able to lower yourself down even with 120 kilos in a controlled manner, uh, but you probably struggle to come back up if your maximum is really 100. Um, so tempo modification is an easy way to um, um, progress. You do three sets of five with the tempo of uh, one, zero, X, zero. And then the following week you do two, one x zero following week you do three one x zero 
following week 41x0. And the rule here is uh, um, that, uh, yeah, if you can lower yourself for 10 seconds, so in, in any exercise, if you, let's say that you want to learn how to do an L-seat pull-ups, so a pull-up with the leg straight. But when you, you can do some pull-ups, normal, classic, um, so with the body straight or with the banana shape or with the legs bent behind you. But when you straighten your legs, for some reason, your core is not strong enough, it's not stable enough, and you can't pull yourself up. Now, if you, but if you can, you can pull yourself up or pull yourself up with a jump and uh, you can lower yourself down in 10 seconds with the L-seat pull-up and you can repeat it that for three times. We're going to talk about that later, um, but you are surely able to perform at least one L-seat pull-up. But here we're talking about the same exercise because we're talking about the intra-exercise progression. So how to progress within the same exercise. You can lower yourself down slower week by week, and that will make the will make the progression possible. So that's already a progression. So if you are able to increase the control that you have on a certain exercise, that itself is great. I told this many times um, in in our team. We do video technique analysis of each uh, exercise. So let if I see that someone is uh, hitting a new personal best with a certain weight, but the exercise doesn't look great, I might recommend, hey, let's week, let, next week, let's keep the same weight. Let's just focus on increasing the control of the eccentric portion. So I know that that person will work harder in order to control the weight better. Um, and he's actually building muscle or strength, whatever is uh, the rep range or the goal of that person. That's uh, the... Uh, progression number eight, and then the progression number nine, uh, increasing the frequency. So again, you're doing the same exercise, three sets of five, but you struggle to progress by performing that exercise once a week. Um, you can just do three sets of five on one day and then three sets of five on another day. So that's basically doubling the amount of work you do on a certain exercise, and that will make, you, will make it easier to progress. Um, I love to use different rep range and uh, to try to progress in different rep range. Uh, that, that has been working well for me at this stage of my career. Uh, but I think for a beginner, it doesn't have to be, although there are occasions when someone just have very little time to train and uh, there is a very interesting method um, popularized by uh, Pavel Tsatsulin, uh, in his book, Power to the People, uh, the Grease the Groove method, I use that on myself. I like that, uh, um, although I don't think it's for everyone. But if you have a parallel bars or a pull-up bar at home, it's definitely very practical to use during a board pandemic. But the Grease the Groove method implies to perform a certain number of repetitions spread it throughout the day. So you would do six to 10 plus sets. You even do like 30 or 40 sets um, if you're an advanced athlete of a certain exercise throughout the day. Now, the good thing is that you feel like you need to be always ready um, and uh, it doesn't feel as demanding uh, as like an intense, uh, dense session. So 
it works uh, well specifically like uh, for exercises as well that include your grip strength such as uh, uh, pull-ups uh, or l-sit pull-up uh, or hanging off the, off the bar that would work well and i actually tried that myself um so if you want to give it a try um you perform six to ten plus sets i recommend that you start with six and then you build it up eventually if you can um, of uh, an exercise uh, that you struggle to progress with uh, with 60 to 80 percent of your max so if you're doing a pull-up of course and you don't have access to any additional weight vest um, you are going to do the 60 or 80 percent of your maximum number of repetition you can do okay and that's uh, all for the intra-exercise progression but what if uh, like we want to um, let's say that you can do a push-up with your hands on the table, but you cannot do a push-up with your hands on the floor. And actually, your goal is to do a push-up with your hands on the floor. Um, so there would be an inter-exercise progression because as you get to a certain number of sets and reps, so you feel very comfortable with your hands on the wall or hands on the table, and you, are, you feel ready to move on, well then you are uh, welcome to meet uh, the progression way number 10. You just increase the difficulty of an exercise um, by making the exercise harder. Um, that means uh, usually losing uh, what is called in biomechanics, uh, mechanical advantage. So you are losing mechanical advantage because uh, you are increasing the leverage uh, and therefore you are increasing uh, the tension on the muscle, on the target muscle. Um, so with the example of a push-up, you can just lower your hands on a lower table and or on the floor. And that's a great way to make an exercise harder. Um, so the exercise, uh, the progression number 11 is uh, instead of using an assistance. Uh, now, the, the thing will happen is that since there is a new, big neurological adaptation and neurological um, Adaptation and pattern uh, coming from uh, improving uh, or strength gain, like in simple word, we get better as well because of our neurological adaptation and not just uh, thanks to our muscle adaptation or just because our muscle get bigger. We uh, are going to dig deeper into that in another uh, episode, but what will happen is that sometimes we are able to do even three sets of 10 push-ups on the table, but as we get on the floor, oh my God, it's really, really difficult. I had that many times with the muscle-up when I thought, okay, if I can do 20 dips and 20 pull-ups, then I'm for sure I'm able to do a few muscle-up. I built my pull-ups and dips number a lot. I still couldn't do a pull-up or a muscle-up, sorry. Um, I still couldn't do a muscle up because I had to work on my grip strength or any other specific technical component of the lift. And in my case, it was as well the shoulder mobility and the core strength, which is not necessarily targeted in the same way when you do dips and pull-ups. So um, don't think that just uh, is, uh, oh, when I do three sets of 10 of the previous progression of a certain exercise, then I'm able to do the exercise I want not necessarily sometimes you might need to use other tools from your toolbox that's why it's very important that you keep a folder or like a diary and you write down all the lessons you learn so far in your fitness journey i do this uh, with my job of writing articles or with this podcast but you you as a trainee you need to have some sort of way to track this thing like you would do with your finances or 
um, like you would uh, think of uh, in your relationship. Like you think about what you learned in the past and what are the lessons you learn. And since in fitness is something that we do regularly or like three to five times a week, um, and there are so many things like the average people, the average person in the US diet, uh, if I'm not wrong, 27 time in their lifetime. Okay, that's a lot of time to, that's a lot of attempt. And, uh, and, and that's okay, uh, but you, you want to learn. That, that's nothing bad in trying something that might be suboptimal for you, as long as you learn from it. Uh, so in uh, bodyweight strength training, when uh, that happened to you and you struggle to complete a new exercise, you can just do some assistance. So you can practice with a new exercise, but you might take some additional step to bridge the gap between uh, a previous variation and a new variation. So in the example of the push-up, but this can be as well for pull-ups, perhaps you can do um, three sets of 10 with the hands on the table, but you struggle with your hands on the floor you might use the assistance of a band. I actually have a great system to make a push-up easier with a band, with the anti-loop band, and you just basically wrap it around your elbows with a double band, so that when you have to push up, the bands pull the elbows between each other and helps facilitate the movement. So in a push-up, it would work like that, or you can wrap a, pull -up, a rubber band a, to a pull-up bar, and just put the band on your hips and then hands on the floor. And then you would basically, uh, you would be able to lower yourself down and then push yourself up with the assistance of a band. So you can work your way up to a certain number of sets and reps before you take off the band and go free. Uh, my suggestion is that you don't rely on the band. Like even if you have the band, I love you to think about the exercise without the band because there is a little bit of a different uh, neurological pattern and some people they just basically lean against the band they have a bad body alignment and uh, their muscle don't work um, in uh, synteny with uh, their core muscle or, or the rest of their body since we are working with body weight it's uh, gonna be a lot uh, um, beneficial for your upper body for your lower body at some point in your training you will have to implement weights if you want to complete uh, um, and fully develop uh, your fitness and your musculature uh, or your strength so um, yeah, i very often use the example of a body weight exercise because of that so that you know um, but yeah that's that's uh, the way number 11 to progress in your uh, in your training, just use the assistance. You can use a rubber band or other things to bridge the gap to the new variation. And if you're wondering which variation um, it's more suitable for you, just reach out to the group, the Lean Muscle Warrior on Facebook, and we're very happy to answer all your questions um, and help you with your uh, uh, training as well. But moving on to the way number 11, a good way as well is to just do the eccentric. So let's keep the example of the push-up. You can't push yourself up, but you can lower yourself down. The reality is that if you can do three sets of 10 with your body slightly elevated, about 25 to 45 degrees, um, then you can lower yourself down with some uh, eccentric push-up. How would that work? Well. You start from a plank position and then you really control down. And the key here is to master the technique, really 
like absorb the technique video that you look at and try to replicate. Record your, your technique and get the feedback from a, a professional, someone who is into fitness, someone who already have mastered push-ups and ask him an opinion about, uh, about your technique, about your form. Um, now, when you get to the bottom, my suggestion is that you hold yourself there in that position, specifically where you feel like you are getting blocked in pushing through and uh, then drop the knees and push yourself up. Okay. Or you can just simply, you know, get uh, your knees on the floor, get into a quadruped position, get back into plank and then just lower yourself down again. Keep record of your time, of your tempo, of your rest, of your sets, of your reps, and uh, use the same uh, way of progress that we listed earlier. Uh, they would work well perfectly because in this case, this case you are working on an eccentric push-up. Okay, you're not working uh, yet on the push-up. As you can do three sets of ten um, eccentric push-up with the two to three second lowering phase, you are good to go with a normal push-up. But hey, last. Uh, three way of uh, um, progressing is, uh, well, number 14 is uh, exercise modification. So um, let's say that uh, you can do a pull-up or you can do as well three sets of pull-up, but you want to do an L-sit pull-up, so with legs straight in front of you, but you struggle with it. You don't seem to get enough strength, enough control in order to do it. So you might just do a pull-up on your way up. So when you have the chest on the bar, you can then straighten your legs in front of you and really try to control down yourself down as slow as you can. You can time that. The reality is that if you really struggle to come up, you will struggle as well to do the eccentric, but you will feel like you can do it, at least for three repetitions. Um, and if not, you can just do one repetition and then take rest and continue. Um, but how it would look is you pull yourself up, straighten your legs, and then come down with your legs straight. So it's a different exercise because it has different movement when you come up compared to when you go down. Uh, so the concentric and eccentric will be slightly different. Um, that's number 14. Number, number 13, sorry, number 14, um, that's a 14th way. You see how many ways there are to progress in bodyweight training? Oh my God, I love bodyweight training because you can do it everywhere, because you gain confidence, because you get more coordinated. And it's just like, uh, I think many, like many, many people, I think everyone uh, can progress for many years before actually needing uh, a barbell in order to get stronger and get additional stimulus. Before you need an additional stimulus, you can progress so much with bodyweight training. You just have to want it. And it's a little bit more difficult because, as I said, compared to the gym, we don't have any micro progression in load. So we need to be very specific and very careful and very on, in control of our fitness on how we do the repetition on how we perform every exercise. Uh, with which tempo, with which rest, and all, and so on. So um, the number uh, 14 and 15 are very similar, and they are uh, uh, they implement the use of a hybrid set. So a hybrid set would look like, uh, so the number 14, the 14th way to progress is to basically do a, let's say, a sample of the L-sit. At some point, you can do some L-sit, but you can't get enough reps in the tank. So... 
um, since at the beginning of each set, you're going to be fresher than compared to the end of each set, the last few reps of each set, you will do the most difficult exercise you can do of that movement. So in this case, the L-seat pull-up, you would do one repetition and then you would do five repetitions of a normal pull-up. So the following workout, uh, you might do two L-seat pull-up and then five pull-ups and so on until you can do a decent amount of reps uh, with the exercise that you like to learn or that you saw as your uh, proper progression. Um, and how that, why that work is uh, because uh, exactly the first exercise, the first set and the first repetition, uh, you are actually fresh. So you probably can do the, the target uh, or the desired exercise. But if you can't do more than one reps uh, and you know you can do traditional pull-up, that's a great way to actually increase your volume and increase uh, the amount of work that you do um, without feeling like uh, you're just doing one repetition and that's it, which might be so we, and it is a suboptimal for uh, training for strength and hypertrophy. Now, the last way is to do hybrid set. So you would do a L sit, so with eccentric. How that work is uh, you would do a pull-up. Okay, so let's say that uh, you, again, you can do a pull-up, uh, but you, can, you can't do more than one rep. Then you can do a pull-up. Okay, so you do a single pull-up and then you get a box and you get it close to the pull-up bar. And you, after you've completed your pull-up, you are just going to perform three or four or five additional reps of an eccentric portion of that movement. So this works well as well for push-up. If you can do a push-up, but you can't do more than one, uh, then you can do a push-up plus three, four or five additional eccentric push-up. Okay, so that's a great way to as well build up confidence and strength in an exercise um, before actually you start wrapping out uh, more repetition of that exercise. So again, one push-up, nice and controlled, where you lower yourself down and push yourself up, and then five or four or three additional just eccentric push-up where you lower yourself down and then you put your knees down and control yourself back up. But hey, you see, 15 ways to progress with your body weight strength training. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do, um, just make sure that you share it with a friend or uh, someone in your family or colleague or just someone that you think would uh, need to listen to it. And uh, um, so that you know, you can fill a form. You can find it in the description of uh, this episode so that you can... Uh, ask me what you're struggling with or what your doubts about training and diet are so that we can address that in a future episode. Um, you can also join the Lean Muscle Warrior Facebook group. Um, you can just find it on Facebook. Just type the Lean Muscle Warriors, similar to actually the same as the name of this podcast. And for today is everything from Francesco Pavone. Ciao, ciao.